hope everyone's had a great day so far, just a fantastic day. Uh, my name is Adam, I'm one of the pastors here, and as always, we're so excited, overjoyed, overwhelmed in the best way possible that you've decided to come and worship with us here today. Before I get started, I just have to say, was last Sunday amazing or what? Was last Sunday amazing? Going into the day, we had no idea what to expect. Well, last week, 53 people took the plunge and got baptized. At all campuses, can we put it up for them? 53 people. Honestly, it was amazing seeing adult after adult after adult come forward at our T-Campus. We had 13 youth at the T-Campus alone get baptized. How awesome is that? Just amazing seeing what God is up to. I love it. It was an incredible day to seeing people publicly declare that God had changed their life or publicly declaring that they want God to change their life. And I just continue to be in awe, no kidding, in awe of what God is doing right now. And I truly believe this is just the beginning. Again, if I haven't said it, we're thrilled and honored that you've decided to worship with us here today. Now, a while back, it was in March that I had my 35th birthday, and uh, 35 is all right. I'm like, okay, this is great. It was my 35th birthday, uh, but this is the year that I had to renew my driver's license, okay? And uh, now, actually, this isn't that big of a deal. Technology is amazing. A couple weeks ago, uh, my wife, she renewed her driver's license online in advance, and it was no problem. It was like the truly, it was truly a painless process. Let's just say, though, I am not my wife, okay? And I did not renew my license in advance. Well, thankfully for people like me, though, you have 30 days after your birthday to renew your license. 30 days, it's kind of like this, this grace period to, re- to renew your license, which is awesome. That is unless you wait and you forget and you do not realize that it is day number 30 until it is day number 30. And day number 30 is a Saturday morning at 6.30 a.m. And you have a flight that leaves at 8 a.m. And that week alone you have four round trip flights that leave because you just wrote a book. And you also need to get a rental car at each of those locations. And you need a driver's license to get a rental car. Let's just say I am not my wife, okay? And all of you are shocked by that reality, aren't you? You judgmental jerks. Okay. So anyways, uh, so again, it's, it's day number 30. It's 6.30 a.m. when I wake up and fully realize that my license is now completely expired. And I'm like, I am in trouble. Okay. And so, I mean, I, I'm like, I have no idea. So I wake my wife up. I'm like, Becky, oh my goodness, Beck, I'm an idiot. It's day number 30. And my flight leaves, like it starts boarding in less than an hour, and like I, I have no idea what to do. I'm going to Atlanta, and I need a rental car when I get to Atlanta and all these other places because the place I'm preaching is two hours away from Atlanta. I can't just get an Uber, you know? And so I completely freak out, like my entire week is going to be a disaster. And I honestly, at this point, have no idea how I'm even going to do my week without a car. I'm like, there's no way that the DMV opens up on a Saturday morning and this sucks so bad and what does my wife do she is the picture of peace and calmness and stillness she's sitting in green pastures by still water she said you just get ready and i'll see if there's anything that that we can do i'll see if there's anything we can do so i get in the shower and and two seconds into the shower becky comes in she's like you you'll never believe it the dmv opens up at 7 a.m on a saturday i'm like no way and they say there is no God, you know? I'm like, no way. So she's like, I got all the papers ready, so you need to go uh, because your flight, it boards at 710. And, and uh, just a quick side note here, have I mentioned how much my wife is amazing? 
I mean, I'm married. I, oh, like, seriously, uh, she's, a, she's a saint, okay? And so I throw my clothes on. I get Hudson and I stuff because Hudson's coming with me for the first time ever, and it's going to be an awesome thing. And I start driving as fast as I can to the DMV. Correction, I start driving the speed limit to the DMV. And Jesus, sorry for lying in church. But anyways, so I'm driving. I get to the DMV. My wife calls, and she's like, you forgot the papers. I had all the papers for you. You forgot them. And so I'm in the car, and I'm already driving to the DMV. Have I said how much I love my wife? I mean, she's amazing. She's amazing. So I get to the, to the DMV, and I'm frazzled, right? I'm frazzled, and Hudson's looking at me like, you have completely lost your mind, and I'm about to disown you as my father here pretty soon if you keep doing crazy things. And all I can think is there's no way that the DMV is going to move fast enough. So I got here. Becky's got my paperwork. There's no way it's going to go fast enough. I've heard horrible stories. I'm not going to make this flight. So I get in line, and Hudson and I, we are second in line. And as soon as we get in line, no kidding, like busloads of people show up, like busloads. It's, it's, it's second in line, busloads of people. So I start worshiping God. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so good, Jesus. I'm such a fool. I'm sorry. You're so amazing. So I'm in line and the couple in front of us, they find out that we're going to miss our flight. I think partly because Hudson, every five seconds was saying, dad, I think we're going to miss our flight, dad. I think we're going to miss our flight. So they let us go in line. So it's 7 a.m. Hudson and I are very, we're the first people in line, Okay. And I'm like, oh my goodness, the, un- the automatic doors, they don't even come to the door. They just unlock the doors automatically so they can stay at a distance from the people. And so they unlock the doors and we come into the DMV and I have no idea what to do. Usually at the DMV, there's lines. So you just get in lines where when you're the first person, there's no lines. So I'm, I get in and I'm like, I have no idea where to go. I have no idea. And there's pressure coming because all those busloads of people. I'm like, I don't know where to go. I don't know where to go. Finally, the people behind the counter are like, sir, get a piece of paper. Get a piece of paper. And they're slightly annoyed at me. I don't even know why. But they get a piece of paper. So I'm like, I don't know where the paper's at. I don't even, I'm playing like zone coverage in basketball. You know, I don't even know what to do. And so I get the paper. And they're like, sir, to the counter. Go to the side counter and fill out the paperwork. Again, I, I don't know what to do. I start freezing. I'm like, oh, my goodness, I'm paralyzed. I can't. I don't know what to do in this situation. Finally, out of nowhere, listen to this. The lady behind the counter, she starts calling out my name. No kidding. Adam. Adam, come, just come here. At first, I'm, I'm so frazzled, I don't realize she's talking to me, and my name's Adam. I'm like, I don't know. Adam, just come here. Just come here, Adam. And she starts waving behind the counter. She's like, oh, my goodness, the first guy in line, Adam Weber, get over here. Let's just say I've never been more embarrassed and excited in my entire life that someone knew my name and called me by name. Kind of funny, though. I get up to the counter, and the lady just looks at me like, oh, my goodness, are you drunk? Like, are you high? Are you a combination of the two? I don't know if I know, want to know you anymore. But she says, you seem like you really want your license. And I'm like, well, yeah, I, I have an airplane coming pretty soon. And she's like, what do you mean by pretty soon? And I'm like, I think my flight board's in about five minutes. And then she just gave me this judgmental look. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Well, let's just say, uh, needless to say, I somehow, by the grace of God, made the airplane. I had a, a new driver's license. And, and also the people at the DMV are some of the nicest kindest, I feel like I need to pay them back, the friendliest, helpfulest people on the face of this earth, all right? Now, if you haven't been with us, right now we're in a series called Chosen, which is probably one of my personal favorite series that we've done in some time. Why? Because this has been a series that I know for me personally I've needed to hear. And in this series, we've been talking about our identity, answering the basic questions, who are we and why are we here? Again, we've simply been talking about our identity, and to do so, we've been looking at the words of a guy named Peter. We've been looking at some of Peter's words that he wrote in a letter to encourage a group of Christians with. 
Again, he wrote this letter known as 1 Peter, and over and over again throughout it, Peter's encouraging these Christians, and he's just reminding them of their identity. Again, over and over again throughout this letter, he's just reminding them of who they are and also who we are. And so in week one, we talked about the fact that we are chosen by God. We're chosen by him. And then last week, we highlighted the truth that we are changed by God. Like, that's who we are. We are chosen, and we are changed by God himself. And now wrapping up our series for today, I just want to start off by reading the same verse that we've been looking at the last couple of weeks, this core verse that's at the heart of our series. If you don't know where to find it, it's 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. This is what Peter says to us. Peter says, you are a chosen people, you are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Again, Peter says, you are a chosen people, you're a holy nation. And then hear this, and as a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For hear this, for God, he has called you. He's called you out of darkness And into his marvelous light. I mean, basically, Peter's saying, who are you? You are chosen by God, and you are changed by God. And then lastly, in our focus for today, Peter says, and you are called by God himself. Like, he has called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Now, I just got to quickly ask, does anyone know what darkness feels like? Ever experienced darkness before? I'm not talking about physical darkness. I'm talking about spiritual darkness. Have you ever ever felt it before? It's total emptiness, right? Complete brokenness. And it's filled with worry and restlessness, and there is zero peace. I mean, darkness, it's filled with guilt and shame. And your mistakes, that's who you are. Your mistakes, they define you. And the truth is, you are not good enough, and you were never good enough. And hear this, you are unlovable. If people only knew what you did, you are so unlovable. And because God has seen it all, you are unlovable most by him. Darkness is filled with arrogance and pride. Darkness is filled with lust and greed. And hear this, more will make you happy. More lust, more sex, more greed, more money. It will make you happy, I promise you. You're so close to happiness, and yet it never, ever comes. And it's filled with bitterness and jealousy and unforgiveness, darkness. It's filled with anger and division and lies. It sounds like our world right now, right? I mean, spiritual darkness. It is life apart from God and all that he is. Once more, do you know what it feels like to be in darkness? And then on the flip side, I just wonder, how about being in God's light? Do you know what light feels like? Peter says he's called you out of darkness and into God's marvelous light. It can also translate as amazing light, his joy-filled light, his truly wonderful light. Again, have you ever felt God's light before? Like those times that just by being near God in his presence... Out of nowhere, you're filled with this joy. And you just begin to realize how much God truly loves you. And that he lavishes us with his love. And instead of being filled with shame, you can just sense his grace, his amazing grace. 
And no matter what you're going through, you can feel this peace which surpasses all understanding. And instead of believing lies, God speaks truth into us. And out of his kindness, he highlights the places and things in our lives that have to change. And out of his love, out of his great love, he tells us to go and sin no more. Out of his great unconditional love, he tells us to step out of darkness and invites us to come and follow him where? Into his marvelous light. Awesome, right? Awesome. I mean, this, is, this picture of stepping out of darkness into God's light is exactly what we celebrated last week. It's 53 people declaring and deciding to leave their old self behind and being made new. 53 people stepping out of darkness into God's light. 53 people declaring my identity and who I am. It only comes from God. Who are we? We are called by God himself. It only comes from him. Who are we? We're called. We are called by God. And so that's who we are. We're called by him. And now today with the rest of our time, I just want to highlight two specific things that this means for us. Two specific truths that are so important for us to know. Like because we're called by God, Peter shows us a glimpse of our purpose and why, why we're here on this earth. I mean, again, Peter tells us that we are chosen by God, we're changed by God, we're called by God. And then he says this, he says, and as a result, you can show others the goodness of God. Again, basically, you are called by God, that's who you are, and as a result, you can show others, and you can declare to others, and it can also translate as, and you can make known to others what the goodness of God And so with this truth, number one, the first truth is this, and it's really simple. We are called by God to do what? To show others the goodness of God. Again, all of us, the moment that we start following Jesus, our general call for all of us, we are called by God to show others the goodness of God. Where? Throughout every aspect of our lives. Where? Every place that we possibly can. I mean, God has chosen us. And he has changed us, and he has called us, and as a result, we get to show others the goodness of God. We get to point people to Jesus. Again, where? Every place that we possibly can. I mean, each day and wherever we are at any given moment, we get to show others the goodness of God through our words, our attitude, our actions. And with this, I just picture us being used by God like, like giant flashlights just to show and spread the goodness of God every place we go. Just God using us like flashlights. I mean, on the blocks that we live, just showing people Jesus, being known as the person who is so kind and friendly, being known as the person who treats everyone the same, the person who doesn't get stupid over stupid neighbor things. You know what I'm talking about? Like they are so different than everyone else, and it sounds like they know Jesus. I'm not a Christian, but it sounds like they, they, they follow Jesus or something. And at our workplace, just spreading God's goodness. And instead of being consumed with ourselves, instead of being consumed with ourselves and our own agenda for the day, which I personally struggle with on a regular basis, I'm a checklist person. I want to make things happen. I want to get things done. Instead of that, though, we take notice and we see when someone is hurting. We notice when someone is broken. We notice when someone is lonely. We notice when someone feels like an outsider and maybe we just pause and listen to them. Maybe we do something crazy, we pause, and we pray for them. Even if we're told not to pray at our workplace. 
Or we go out of our way just to show them that they are so valued and so loved by who? Not just by us, but by God himself. They're so valued, they're so loved. And with friends and family, again, we get to show others the goodness of God. Like when someone in our lives makes a mistake, instead of pulling away from them like everyone else does, we get closer. When someone screws up, we don't condone what they did, but we're still by their side. Declaring to them the grace, the goodness of God's grace. Embodying it to, to them ourselves. Just pointing people to Jesus and his love and his truth, telling them that they're worth no matter what, it is unchanging. No matter what they've done, no matter how much they've screwed up, that even after their, their biggest blunder that God still loves them, they are still valued by God himself. Also hear this with the people that we disagree with with non-Christians, with others on social media, we even get to show them the goodness of God, which is awesome, right? And all of you are like, no, that's not awesome. And yet, yes, as followers of Jesus, we get to. I mean, if we're truly living like Jesus, we shouldn't annoy the crap out of people. If we're, we're truly living like Jesus, we shouldn't complain about everything. If we're truly living like Jesus, we shouldn't cause even more division like the world does. Instead, we should be so different. I mean, that guy, he completely disagrees with me, and I guess he's a Christian, and honestly, Christians annoy me, and yet I just have so much respect for him. And when he shares something, I don't feel like an idiot around him, and her and I, we're completely, we just completely on opposite ends. We just completely disagree on this and that, like everything, and yet I consider her a friend, and I always want to hear her opinion because she's so sharp, she's so wise, and she always has something powerful to say. Again, we get to show others the goodness of God. So maybe it's serving people, particularly those who have nothing to offer us in return. We serve, and when we do, we expect nothing in return, not even a thank you. If when we serve, we have strings attached to it, we serve in our name, not in Jesus' name, not in his name. When we do it, expecting something that's all in our name, we better honestly try to get all the glory we possibly can in that moment because before God, it won't even be mentioned. It won't even be talked about. Maybe it's starting a friendship with someone different from us. Maybe it's sticking up for someone at the workplace in town on the block you live that can't stick up for themselves. Maybe each day you just begin to randomly look to bless people. And it just, your day turns into an adventure every single day. It's like, who am I gonna bless his socks off today? One more time, all of us, when we start following Jesus, the overall call, we are called by God to do what? To show others the goodness of God. To point people to Jesus. And so that's the first truth. We're called by God to show others the goodness of God. And then here's the second truth for us today. Get this, we are called by God, how? By name. How are we called by name? Again, each of us individually, when we start following Jesus, we are called by God, how? By name. Listen to this, this word Peter uses, this word call that he uses in our verse, it literally translates to call one by name. Again, how does God call us? He calls us by name. And with this, this week, I just couldn't help but picture the lady at the DMV that day. Just me trying to go renew my license. I just could not get that out of my, out of my mind. Heard his shouting, Adam, come here. Adam, Adam, Adam Weber, just come here. Just come 
here. I mean, her call was specific. And she was talking directly to me, calling me by name again, Adam, come here. And when it comes to our calling, God, he does the same exact thing with each of us. I mean, all of us are called to show the goodness of God. That's our overall call. But how that looks is different for each of us. And it's specific according to our strengths and the different gifts and talents that we've been given. And it's specific according to our passions and the things that make us come alive, the things that we're passionate about that no one else is. Some people might even think we're crazy. It's specific according to our experiences, the things good and bad that we've walked through, our places of pain that have become our place of passion. We can't sleep, we're so excited about it. Seeing a need and we end up making it our life call to fill it. I mean, our calling, it's specific according to who we are individually as a person. Again, we are called by God, how? By name. He calls us by name to show others his goodness. And with this, I'm always just amazed by the different callings that God has on our lives. Even when it comes to specific jobs that he gives us. Again, our calling is bigger than our job, but I, I never, never cease to be amazed just by the different ways he calls us. I mean, some of us are called to be teachers, and others of us are called to be bankers or mechanics. The other day, I had to get an x-ray done at the, at the doctor's office, and so there I am, and I'm given this gown, which just, this is a safe place, right, okay? I, I'll take that silence as a yes, you know? And so I get this gown, and I'm like, okay, I don't, I put it on, and I'm like, I think this is backwards, so I take it off really quickly, and I put it on, and I'm like, I still think this is backwards. And so then the lady, she comes out, and I'm like, oh, gosh, okay, I guess I'm keeping it like this. And then she's like, okay, arms above your head, and the x-ray machine's over here. And she's like, you need to get closer. I'm like, okay, I don't know how much. It's right there, okay? Okay, you need an arm raise. Okay, closer. Just, and she's like pushing me closer. I'm like, okay, I don't know how. And so she's like, okay, we're going to take a deep breath. And then randomly she says, I really loved your message on Sunday. Jesus, please help me. <laughs> Thankfully, I love awkward. Should we get the x-ray taken? It actually had happened twice because I, I was probably jittery after that. But I just stood there and I just thanked her for the work that she does as a nurse. Just the gifts and, and strengths and passions that she's been given as a nurse because I would make a terrible nurse. When it comes to our specific calling, though, I just want to say this. Ask God to show you a part of what it is and then pursue it. At least in my life, it's not just been laid out in this huge painting, like here's your calling for your life instead. It's just been little by little. Ask God to show you parts of what it is and then pursue it. And don't make up excuses. Just take the first step out and trust Jesus. So that first step, maybe it's applying for a job or it's volunteering somewhere or it's mentoring a kid. Maybe it's grabbing coffee with someone and asking them questions. Maybe it's serving in the church someplace. So it's helping in the kids' area. It's leading a small group. It's helping with the lights and sound. It's helping with first impressions. And your, your call on Sunday is just to welcome person after person after person. Maybe it's looking into college. My own mom started college when she was 36 years old to become a teacher. She wanted to go right out of high school, but her dad said it was crazy. One of the coolest things was seeing her dad and my grandpa come up at her graduation telling him, her that she, he was such a fool for saying what he said. 
also, I don't say this very often, but maybe you're curious about being a pastor. You're a carpenter, you're a lawyer, and yet you just, you just constantly just felt this thing like, maybe I'm supposed to be a pastor, and I didn't even realize it. Didn't even know this is what I'm supposed to do. If that's you, I'd love to hear it. At all campuses, mark it in your bulletin. I'd love to know that that's something rattling inside of you. I honestly still can't believe I'm a pastor myself. I have a business degree, had zero desire to be a pastor. Even to this day, there's still large parts of me that still wishes I could be in the business world to be a light there. But the summer before my senior year of college, I ended up filling in for a pastor. And my first step wasn't filling in for a pastor. My first step of faith, man, was just calling a pastor and meeting up with him. I had his phone number in my back pocket. Honestly, the conviction to make the phone call, I just couldn't get away from it. Within that first week, that summer, I knew it's what I was supposed to do the rest of my life, and I couldn't deny it. Again, ask God to show you a part of what your calling is, and then pursue it. Just run after it. People might think you're crazy. Just run and run and run. And if you don't know what your specific calling is, like no clue, talk with different friends, people who love you, who love Jesus, and ask what their thoughts are. Reach out and grab coffee with your campus pastor. This week, the campus pastors told me they would be honored to have this conversation with you. If you're like, I just have no idea what my, my calling is, reach out and talk with them. But one more time, how does God call us? He calls us by name. He calls us by name. Wrapping things up today, again, all of us are called for specific things. But I, I just want to highlight one thing again. It's so important to know and to remember that our overall call for all of us is ultimately to show others the goodness of God. That's our overall goal. That's our purpose. I mean, so much more than just being called to something and being good at our job, we can't forget that we are called the moment we start following Jesus to point other people to Jesus. That's the ultimate call in our lives. It's like more than being a good banker. There's nothing wrong with being a banker. That's, that's wonderful. But so much more than being a banker as a follower of Jesus, I need and I get to show others the goodness of God. And it's like more than being a good teacher. And there's nothing wrong with being a teacher. That's an honorable profession. But so much more than just being a teacher, I get to point others and I get to show others the goodness of God. More than being a pastor. And there's nothing wrong with being a, a pastor. That's nice in itself. Honestly, it's kind of empty. But more than just being a pastor, you get to, Weber, you get to show others the goodness of God. And more than being a firefighter. And there's nothing wrong with being a firefighter. It's amazing. You get to physically save Life's, but so much more than just the here and now. You get to impact eternity by showing others the goodness of God. More than being a banker, a mechanic, teacher, whatever it might be, we get to show others the goodness of God. Again, like a giant flashlight, I'm called to show other people Jesus. We're called to care for people like, like Jesus, to love and serve people like Jesus, to tell others about Jesus. Like we get to show others the goodness of God. We get to impact eternity. And everything in us, we should just be consumed with pointing people back to him. Why? Because it's who we are. Who are we? We're chosen by God. We're changed by God. We're called by God. I mean, God called us out of darkness. He, before following Jesus, we were in darkness. And God, he called and he, he pulled us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And as a result, we get to show others the goodness of God. Let's pray. Gracious Lord, Heavenly Father, wonderful Counselor, great King, 
at all of our campuses, God, we come before you longing to be used. God, you have called us. You've changed us. You've chosen us. I pray that you, we just surrender our lives to you. We just, right now, God, if we've been living our lives for ourselves, we just put it before you. If our career has all, all been about me, myself, and I, we just put it before you. God, in the places and with the people we least expect, God, we long to be used by you to show others the goodness of God. I pray that as a people called embrace this week and every week, we just go out like giant flashlights. These people would just be drawn to the light. We just, we just bring light. We just show your goodness to this dark world. Just pointing people back to Jesus. God, we love you. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.